Everybody, Houston here with David Burton. Yes, he's in the building. Mr. David Burton. But don't get it twisted. This ain't David Ruffin. Anyway, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, I, do, I told you before we went on the air, uh, I did watch the uh, New Japan show. So, um... Mercedes Monet, I gotta remember that's her new name. Formerly known as Sasha Banks. Women's Championship. And an amazing, amazing match. They just started their best of the Super Juniors Tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And what about Roderick Strong? It's all elite now. I knew he was going to AEW. Well, first of, all, of first of all, you say she lost. We lost you for a second. You said she, she won or lost the championship. She lost the championship. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. She didn't win it. She already had the belt, but she lost the title. Mm. Well, and some some uh, uh, sad news earlier today. We lost. Uh, Jerry Springer, yeah, yeah. of course, WWE reported that, and it's all over the media, um, media outlets. Mm. So, wow, Jerry Springer is no longer with us. Uh, he passed away earlier today, and of course, it's not related to wrestling, but he did make several appearances on WWE television, and he also hosted... The former WWE TV show, Too Hot no, for TV, when that was on the network. Yeah. Of course, that show is no longer on the air. And thoughts and prayers go out to Tommy Dreamer and the rest of his family. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's mother passing away this morning. Oh, That's messed up. Yeah. So, uh... Condolences to Tommy and his family. And I I heard that um, Naomi was seen backstage uh, at Impact. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, don't know if she signed with the company, but I wouldn't put it past it if she did sign. But she was seen backstage at the show, and they did impact earlier. ROH just ended. It just went off the air right before we went on the air. Yeah. By the way, uh, if you haven't heard about it, I think we, I don't think we talked about this uh, last week. If we didn't, apologize. But as of last Monday. This coming Friday on SmackDown and continuing on Raw next Monday, the WWE Draft. Everybody, and I do mean everybody on the contract, referees, ring announcers, and not a camera crew, well, not camera crew, everybody but the crew. So ring announcers, referees, uh, commentators, wrestlers, yeah. of course, everybody's under contract will be eligible to be drafted. Everybody words, is eligible. We're going we're gonna to shake up a little bit. So it's, it's, it's how it works. Raw is because Raw is three hours. They get three picks because they're three hours. SmackDown get two picks. A tag team counts as one pick or they go to split, split up. And we'll shake things up a little bit and have a new world champion for a particular brand. So Roman Reigns on SmackDown. He's going to stay on SmackDown. And be the universal champion. If Raw, if somebody's brand, Raw's gonna have his own world champion with the ugliest championship belt I've seen in my long time watching wrestling. The ugliest championship that that that's gonna be wrapped around the waist of the winner of I'm assuming a tournament, which will be concluded at Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. That's true, and um. 
They clarify that Roman Reigns will be technically the WWE champion. Uh, the championship will, re- will remain the same, WWE undisputed. Wait a minute, no, 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 because no, I'm disputing no more. We got World Heavyweight Champion on Raw. I'm talking about the title Roman Reigns has. Yeah, that's not, that's not undisputed no more. No, I'm not for now, but they're, they're going to keep that name. Oh, okay. Basically, they're getting rid of the universal title. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna, they're gonna keep that name, and he's gonna be undisputed WWE champion. Meanwhile, the world heavyweight championship. And mm-hmm. this is a uh, new world title with a new lineage. So it's not gonna be not not to be confused with the world heavyweight title. The big gold belt. It should I'm assuming do that. you guys know what that is. It should do that, because the new title is ugly. You know, to be honest, I agree. Even Seamus tweeted that on his um his Twitter account. Should have just bought back the world heavyweight world. I mean the big gold belt, excuse mm-hmm. me. All that's gonna do is confuse people. Yeah. If that was the case, they could have just gave it a different name. And I'm assuming, Triple H didn't say it, but I'm assuming, tournament, I'm either win or no, I'm a, uh, we gotta get the backlash, we gotta get the backlash first. Well, I, I agree with you. I think most likely it's gonna be a tournament. It ain't gonna be a battle royal. Then again, I could be wrong. Who knows? It's been a long time. Since we had a battle royal to determine the uh, world champion. Last time we had one, uh, outside the Royal Rumble, of course. I can't remember. Uh, that would probably be in the early 2000s. I want to say, I'm not sure. I think the last one, if my memory is correct, was 2007 when the great Kali won the World Heavyweight title. Uh. Anyway, uh, just announced. New Japan just made an announcement right now as we speak. They just made an announcement. Uh, NJPW has announced a one-night tournament to crown the first ever IWGP Strong Women's Champion. All right. So So now New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have two female titles. And they bet not do the undisputed crap. Interesting. They probably will. So, you got the IWGP Women's Champion, and this title is going to be called the IWGP Strong Women's Champion. And participating in this tournament will be Stephanie Varkorn, Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks. Of course. Mumu Kogo and Willow Nightingale. Of course, Mercedes Money gonna be in it. And this will take place at Resurgence. This will take place on Sunday, May twenty first, in Long Beach, California. It's a United States based New Japan pay per view, and that's the first match announced. So. Yeah. So, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have two female titles now. I believe New Japan is on right now, I believe. I think so. Because yeah. I know they have a weekly television show that airs on the Fight Network. Not to be confused with the uh, streaming app, the Fight Network is a cable television channel. Of course, it's not a nationally syndicated cable television channel. Uh, the Fight Cable Network is only seen in certain cities throughout this country. So not everybody has that channel. It's not national, which means it's not seen across all 50 states. Mm-hmm. And they also have another... Um, weekly television show that airs exclusively on their streaming service 
New Japan World called New Japan Strong. And I believe that's the show that's currently on right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Japan Strong is on right now. Um, the other show I mentioned, that comes on tomorrow night. That comes on before SmackDown, actually. Hmm. That's interesting. If you actually have that cable channel, you get to watch that AEW and SmackDown back to back to back. Almost forgot um, NWA Power also airs tomorrow as well for those who don't have um, the Fight TV streaming service. Of course, um, NWA Power airs live on Tuesdays on the Fight streaming service. And it airs and they re-air it again on YouTube for free. See, that's what I normally do. I wait till Friday, and I watch NWA Power since I don't have a streaming service. to pay $15 a month for the Fight app. Again, the Fight TV app and the Fight TV cable channel are two different things, not to be confused. And, of course, uh, the other show, NWA USA which also airs on the flight streaming service and YouTube at the same time. Mm-hmm. They have an announcement. We're going to see Roman Reigns. Well, excuse me. Your tribal chief is a little busy getting ready and prepping. If It takes a lot to be the tribal chief, if you don't mind. Yeah, since he hasn't been seen since uh, WrestleMania. I'm going the night after wrestling. It takes a lot. Your tribal chief is preparing. He's strategizing. See, what you, what you understand, you and everybody else, David, you understand that it's, the tribal chief sees the big picture. Y'all don't, y'all don't recognize it. Y'all don't see that. Oh, yeah, he sees the big picture. Right? He sees the big picture, okay? He sees a mile away, and y'all focus on, y'all focus on right now. You playing checkers, he playing chess. Speaking of playing chess, the WWE returns to the United States actually tomorrow. They uh, did a three-day tour of the UK and England. They did three house shows. And they return to the States tomorrow for SmackDown. And Drew McIntyre was removed off the show for unknown reasons. Not the SmackDown, the house shows that took place in the UK. And how about Roderick Strong? It looks like we got an undisputed era 2.0 because you know Carl O'Reilly is going to join him when he returns from injury. Of course, Bobby Fish, who left AEW, he's currently in Impact Wrestling. So it's going to be a mini, uh, I guess they're going to try to do something with them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did mention ROH just ended uh, a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Athena defeated Lady Frost to retain the ROH Women's Championship. LFI defeated the Anthony in a six-man tag match. Best friends defeat Mookie Summers and Joe Ocosio. Brian Cage defeats Leon Ruff. Dark Order defeats the Trustbusters. Sky Blue defeats Diamante. And we have Lee Majority who beat Rocky Romero in the final match. Blake Christian defeated Gringo Loco. It's a strange name, but okay. Where's his names coming from? Mm. I don't know, dude. Maybe cooking some interesting names. Very, 
very interesting names. But um, we gotta talk about backlash. Yes, sir. Which is which is next Sunday or Saturday? I believe it's Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday, May sixth. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday in Puerto Rico. By the way, it'll be WWE's second pay per view in Puerto Rico. Last time they were there was, of course, New Year's Revolution way back in January of 2005. That's almost 20 years ago. And Bad Bunny no longer hosting. Well, I think think he might. They haven't haven't took him off the thing, so he's going to host and wrestle, I guess. Uh, he's just going to wrestle. And I did say that. I was like, watch him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Well, I was half right. I did say that he was going to team with Rey Mysterio to face the Judgment Day of Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. But it's going to be him and Damian Priest one-on-one in a no-host-bot match. But still, I was half right. He's still going to compete. And this will be Bad Bunny's third match. His third match. I'm hoping he gets his ass kicked. He needs to chill before he gets hurt. Uh, you, you, you are a Grammy Award winning artist. And you're going to be out there risking injury. Like, you got a whole music career. Well, maybe, maybe the young man wants to give wrestling a try. Because he can't sing forever. Maybe he wants to try wrestling. Let the man try. Okay, you got a point. He got maybe, skills, pay the bills. Maybe, this dude maybe got maybe skills. he wants to be another Logan Paul, I guess. Oh, first of all, what you're not going to do is compare Logan Paul to Bad Bunny. Thank you very much. I just said maybe he's going to be another Logan Paul. Mm. Logan Paul is now a legit WWE superstar. He recently re-signed with the company, so we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the coming years. Logan Paul, I think he's had four matches already. Hmm. I believe it's for it was a tag match against the Mysterios, the Miz, Reigns, Seth Rollins. Yeah, five matches. No, he's had five matches. I forgot he competed in a Royal Rumble match and did that insane spot with Ricochet. That was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen. Those two springboarded from opposite sides of the ring and damn near took each other out. Again, that was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen since Edge and Batista attempting to spear each other and hitting each other head first. Mm. Both men knocking each other out. And an interesting thing that it happened in the middle of a battle royal. And I was just I was just rewatching that battle royal. Seeing the referees go over and tell some of the wrestlers, don't touch Batista and don't touch Edge until they're good to go. Mm. And you can, there's one spot in the match where you can literally see John Cena check on Edge and Triple H check on Batista. (laughs) But, you know, if you haven't seen that, that was, that was. That was sick. That was hard to watch. Can you actually, like, damn. The two men attempted to spear each other and went head first and collided. Oh, which caused Batista to get busted open. I was like, jeez. Like, there's been some, some, some spots and some matches where you like, damn, that's hard to watch. I'll never forget when Jake Roberts DDT'd Ricky Steamboat on a concrete floor on an episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. That is still hard to watch all these years later. Even though the incident happened over 30 years ago, it's still hard to watch. 
the sound of his head hitting that floor sounded like a watermelon bursting. Splat. He's lucky he didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky's forehead swelled up like a a pumpkin, and his took two weeks for his eyes to go back white to the way it was. It was, it was bad. Yes, I was on Saturday night's main event. Well, let's fast forward to the future here. All Uh of all elite wrestling AEW will have their pay per view live from jolly old London at the Wembley Wembley Stadium. Uh, They have really ten thousand is all you got. So ten thousand tickets. I heard about that. That's all y'all got. So far, there's only sold 10,000 tickets. But mm. before all in, you got to talk, they are double or nothing will be held next month. What's that was double or nothing? You forgot about double or nothing, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's the next pay-per-view next month. That's like MJF is going to defend the AEW World title. <laughs> Which is the only match that's technically announced. But yeah, double or nothing is next month. And of course, everybody's talking about the Wembley Stadium show, which is the reason why people forgot about it in the I, first place. I completely got my double or nothing. To be honest, I literally, as he was talking about it, I just remembered it myself because I forgot about it. <sighs> And speaking of stadium shows, let's not forget SummerSlam is returning to Ford Field for the first time since 2007. Yes, sir. That was the last time WWE was at Ford Field. It was WrestleMania 23. They set an attendance record and drew 80,103 people. And they're looking to draw around the same number. Hmm. So far, they've sold 30,000 tickets. Beat that, AEW. By the way, MJF will take off Sammy Guevara for the Triple B. Now, let's get an understanding here. MJF honestly believes, because he pays pays Sammy Guevara to, you honestly believe Sammy Guevara is going to lay down and and let you cover one, two, three and get the W. I don't think so. That's if they win their tag team match. It's going to be a one-on-one match. As of right now, it's going to be a one-on-one match. Sammy Guevara versus MJF for the AEW Championship. But it was announced yesterday that Sammy Guevara will team with MJF. And they're going to face Darby Allin and Jungle Boy in a tag team match. Mm Mm-hmm. And if Darby Allen and Jungle Boy win, they will be added to the AEW Championship match, making it a fatal four-way. And let's suppose they do that. And let's suppose it comes down to, at the fatal four-way, supposedly, it comes down to MJF and Sammy Guevara. You honestly expect a young man to lay down and willingly get lose. Think, uh, think about this. If you were MJF, your first shot at the world championship, you are you going to lay down or are you going to fight? Hell no, I ain't going to lay down. Exactly. I don't think MJF's going to do it. That's gonna, it, it, it ain't going to be that easy. You, I, if I, you, MJF, you put up a fight. Cause I, I don't think he's going to just lay down and, and, let, and let MJF walk away with the go. I don't think so. No. He has an opportunity, and he's going to take it. He'll be an idiot if he doesn't take it. Like Taz used to say, if you're not in this business to be a world champion, get out. Yes, sir. That's one thing if you've been there and done that. But if you're not in the business to be the world champion, you need to find another job. Now, this if, 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 big if, if Sammy Guevara wins, he'll be the second youngest world heavyweight champion since the name of the man by the name of Randy Orton. True. 
if he can win this match. True. Even though it's two different companies and two different belts, you're technically right. Yeah. And we all know how that how that turned out when you let the young man win the world title. That Randy Orton was ready for it at the time. I'm just saying. No, he wasn't ready for it. His first title reign only lasted 28 days. Mm. Which is still almost technically enough, but it's better than hold. Well, some guys don't even get to hold a world title for 28 days. Yeah. You know, I remember one of John Cena's um, world title reigns lasted 14 days. Really? I remember that. Yeah. Beating AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. Royal Rumble in 2017 and lost it 14 days later to Bray Wyatt inside the Elimination Chamber. Yes, yes. He was also champion 14 days twice, I think. That was back in 2009 when he lost the WWE title to Randy Orton and won it back days later. Just to lose it right back. But yeah, some guys don't even get to be champion 28 days. Look at Kane. He'll be champion one day. That's messed up. Even Mick Foley was WWE champion for one day. He won the title at SummerSlam 99. Lost it the next night on Raw to Triple H. And um, Bret Hart was also WWE champion for one day as well. Won the title at In Your House. Lost it the next night on Raw. To Sid. So Kane's not the only one to be WWE champion for one day. You know, Kane's got some uh, good company. Yes, the, the only bad thing is Kane's only been WWE champion once. Yeah. World champion for longer than that's the story. But there is one man as approaching. 1,000. I can't put... I don't know where we are right now. Well, Romans, well, Romans already surpassed 1,000 days as Universal Champion. Oh, I missed it. If, if you're adding up both this current reign and his previous title reign, it's already been over 1,000 days. Ah, I missed the celebration, man. That's the same. Somebody should, somebody should have invited me to the party, man. I missed it. Yes, and we already know it's been confirmed that Roman Reigns will be the final Universal Champion. Yes. WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. Yes, sir. Well, let's take care of business. First of all, Wrestling Trash brought you back back and some more LLC and put the D in delivery. I have a city license. You can drive trucks for more information. Triple H seven one two two five eight seven or eight one seven two zero four seven two five nine. We got backup dot com. Now, word on the well. Wait, hold on. Here it is. Okay, as of right now, Roman Reigns is been Universal Champion for nine hundred and seventy days. There you go. And he's been WWE champion for 389 days. And I gotta mention, I gotta mention Bianca Belair, who is still currently the Raw Women's Champion. And she has held the title for a total of 390 days. Go, girl. She is. The longest reigning African American to be champion to hold any championship in the history of WWE. That's awesome. Let me ask you this: I, I believe I asked you this before. I'm asking you this again. I believe I asked you this many times before, years a while ago. I'm gonna do it again. Is it better to be a multi-time champion or the longest reigning champion? 
probably go as longest. Yeah. I'd rather have one long title reign than to be champion like eight or nine times. Mm-hmm. I feel it. You know, some people may think it may be a little embarrassing to, you know, hold a title, you know, 10, 12, 15 times. Basically, what that means is you lost the title 15 times. Um, we're not naming names, but... Um, you know, look at guys like Cena and Flair who've been world champions 16 times. I just say we're not naming names. Um. Well, I can. <laughs> Or even one of my favorite teams, the Dudleys. Not going to mention how many times they've been champion. I miss those damn Dudleys from Dudleyville. No, I'll just leave it at that. I'll tell you what. First of all, shout out to the Dudleys. I really miss those damn Dudleys from Dudleyville. Well, Cyrus, we'll never see them together again because Devon can't wrestle anymore. Yeah, but there is another Dudley. Oh, Spike ain't wrestling no more. Ah, dang it. There's a a highlight video of some of Spike Dudley's injuries throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And I've watched that video like three or four times and I'm amazed that the guy's even walking. Yeah. Some of the bumps and injuries he's taken over the course of his career is insane. Okay. Bam Bam Bigelow once picked up Spike Dudley at an ECW show and threw him into the crowd. The crowd caught him and body surfed him around the arena. Oh, that's cool. Which was, and still is to this day, one of the most memorable moments in the history of wrestling. And it was a moment that ECW continued to play for years to come until they sold the company. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the bumps that guy's taking. It's amazing. I say that about a couple of people. You know, I'm surprised Tommy Dream is even walking. I'm surprised Nick Foley out of all people. I'm surprised he's walking. You know, I found out like everybody, everybody will say this, and they'll quote it to the death. Mick Foley tossed off him himself. I found this out in the, the, the UK. Toss is a totally different meaning. Yeah. He, he was thrown off the cell. In the other parts of the world, toss is a different story. That's, that, that means something completely different. That ear is nasty. He had half of his ear. Well, we all know half of his ear is gone. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I've seen that. I was like, that is nasty to look at. I got to meet McFoley I, I, many years ago. I went to Comic-Con. Thinking, I saw McFoley in the cart. I didn't think it was a Comic-Con. I saw McFoley. I thought, I'm going. I get there. Not a wrestling fan in sight. It's Comic-Con. And I'm like, I found McFoley's table. Now, mind you, I have a little bit of money. I don't have enough for a picture or autograph or nothing. I got like a budget. Limited budget, and I, I like screw it. I'm gonna go for it. So I went in line. I'm like the last two, the last person in line. Mick Foley. I go up to Mick Foley, and I asked him one question. I burned long and asked a long time. He answered the question very patient. This dude's a patient dude. He could have told me to f off. He really could. I had no money for a picture autograph. You just got a question. Well, where's my money? And he was kind of answer my question. I asked, did it hurt? He felt hell himself. He said, hell yeah. And uh, I, 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 like, how did you come up with uh, Socko? And I, I just took the sock off at first and put it on my hand. Then I started taking off, take, take off my crotch. And uh, McFoley's a cool dude. Yeah, I got to meet McFoley once, too. Nice guy. 
He could have told me to f off. You mean all you all you guys a question? Where's my money? He could have told me to f off. He's kind. Mind you, he's been signing autographs all day, little to no break. He's probably exhausted. You come up here with a question. Where's the money? Uh-huh. And you come up here with a question. It, it, so he, <laughs> he had every right to tell me to f off, but he was I've, cool about it. I've, I've been places and I've seen people's like if you ain't got no money do not come to my table. Uh-huh. I appreciate Mick Foley. Kind kind man. Uh inside and out. Really cool dude. I appreciate him. Um that reminds me, did you see that video that that went viral where um, Rhea Ripley's on a ten hour flight, it's five o'clock in the morning. And she's exhausted, she's tired, she signs a couple of autographs, and then more people come and continue to ask her for more autographs. Y'all, I thought we discussed this, man. She she begged them to stop, and they kept coming for more. Look here, people. Look here. The look on her face was just sad. How would y'all like it if y'all get off work, you bust your ass, you're tired. You're exhausted. People come up to you for all right. You wouldn't like that very much. This woman, like, out. Look, there's a time and a place for autographs. Uh, Meeting Greece is a perfect time. They'll be happy to see you. Anything outside of that, you, you, you might, you might, if you get lucky enough, outside of that, it's a no no. That's definitely true. But that doesn't mean they're going to sign 30 or 40 more. They may sign 5 or 6 or 7 or 8, but they're not going to be here signing autographs all damn night. Mm. I remember Bob Backlund told this story. Of course, his interview is like 3 or 4 years old, but I remember he told this interview, and this was way back when in the early 80s when Bob was WWE champion. This guy... Once signed 100 autographs before leaving. You know, he's he's tired, he's hungry, just finished the show, and he ends up signing 100 autographs. Mm. And it was funny because he didn't even notice at first, but... You know, as he was signing autographs, more people kept coming and coming and coming. And the more people that came, the more he signed. Basically, he just said he wanted everybody to go home happy and he wanted everybody to have an autograph. Mm -hmm. And he ended up signing 100 autographs. Yes. Well, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a time and place for that. Meet and greet is the perfect opportunity. They'll be more than happy to see you. They'll be glad to see you. They'll be great. Come. Wait, I gotta. I gotta tell another story. Yeah. Um. I gotta give props to Charlotte Flair. This story is recent, not too long ago. Uh. No, the Bob Backlund story. Charlotte Flair kind of did the same thing, but it wasn't a hundred autographs. Uh. Only this time they weren't adults. They were children. Mm. You know, kids. That woman stopped and made sure every kid had an autograph before she took off and left. There was about at least 40 or 40 kids there asking for autographs. And she signed every single one before she left. Like she made sure everybody got an autograph. Not only did she make sure every kid got an autograph, she also gave every kid a hug after giving them an autograph. Now, I thought that was pretty damn cool. Mm. To her credit. Now, you know, most people don't do like maybe a couple and then they'll take off. But she made sure everybody got an autograph and a hug. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. But, like you said, there's a time and a place. Not everybody is going to be like that. And not everybody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you see somebody 
sign about five or six autographs doesn't mean they're gonna sign for everybody. And you, if if it's outside of meeting groups, you gotta be real lucky because like most time, let me tell you something. When they when they leave the show, the arena, they get to get on, they get on, get to the hotel. They have a little bit of time to rest. Get a hotel, get it, get a workout in, whatever. They trying to get something to eat, and here you are. Can you silence for me, please? Like, bruh, no. They're trying to have somewhat of solitude that they can. And you come with all y'all. Y'all make us fans look bad. You actually in a private atmosphere where they're trying to have somewhat of just a little bit of peace. Here come y'all with the autographs and the pictures. Knowing full well you're gonna sell it anyway. And I'm like, come on now. Y'all make us fans look bad. It's it's funny because some fans don't follow wrestlers. Like they'll go, they'll be at the airport. Mm -hmm. Then they'll go to the arena. And then they'll go to the hotel. Like you at the airport, the arena, and the hotel. Like get a life. Now, outside of the outside of uh, the shows. They like when they when you you are in their private property, they have the right to kick your ass. Oh yeah, because you stepped on their private property. They they try to have some solitude, and you come on their property. Oh, you, oh you, yeah, you messed up. Yeah, they don't like that too much. You now I remember one time I was helping with security at a hotel. And a couple WWE stars stayed at this hotel. And, of course, there were fans. And I got to mention the rated R superstar, the WWE Hall of Famer Edge. And give him props for the story I'm about to tell. As you said, you know, they come to the hotel. They're hungry. They want something to eat. Now, I've seen people approach him. He was like, not now. I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm going to go upstairs and go to my room. I'll come back down in a couple of minutes. And to his credit, he came back down and signed some autographs. <laughs> he didn't sign too much, but he, he he said something, he said he was going to do something, and he did it. And I gave him props for that. And just the fact that he went to his hotel, did what he had to do, and came back down, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And some wrestlers do that too. They'll go to the hotel, chill for a bit, and come back down to the lobby, greet fans, take some pictures, and sign some autographs. Wrestlers do that. All they want is a little bit of rest and a little bit of relaxation time. Never mind the fact that hours before they beat they beat the holy hell out of each other for your entertainment. That's not good enough for you, sickos. Absolutely. Then the fans get mad when a wrestler's rude at them. I don't blame them. Mm. It's like, are you seriously following me, too? Mm. I was like when John Cena was being followed by a fan. I remember a young lady, she had the nerd accuse John of being her baby daddy. I'm like, first, I know for a personal fact. That she's a liar because John don't have no kids, don't want no kids, and he good. So I know that they was lying. True. So it, and it, we all know that's the reason why him and Nikki Bella never got married. It was either uh, her baby daddy or she or Jonathan was her father, or something like that. I don't, no, Jonathan was her father. I'm like, I personally know that's a lie. John has no kids. John don't want no kids. He good. I know personally that girl was lying. That's true. Reminds me of, uh, did you hear about this story? I got to talk about this. The former Impact Knockout, um, Walker Khan, who did work in WWE when WWE's developmental was FCW, never made it to the main roster. This woman. is a liar, and I know she's doing this for money. This woman has accused the Miz, the Bella Twins, and Maurice, and The Rock of trying to kidnap her and her daughter. 
That's some boy, yeah. So she's circling all of them along with the WWE itself, the company, and she's sinking $3 billion in damages. So you know full well that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just another attempt to get money. And at the same time, what she's doing is, is slander. And this is a current lawsuit or back, or back then? No, this is a current lawsuit. Oh, she she lost somebody. First of all, Dwayne Johnson ain't been in wrestling in a long time, so I know you bullshit. It don't matter. She's bullshitting anyway, whether the rock's there or not. But this is a bullshit story. She can get in some severe trouble with this. We got severe slander. Trouble. We got, uh, what, what else we got here? Basically, slander. Yeah. Everybody she mentioned, they can all sue her for slander. Mm. As an example. Hell, even WWE. The woman is also suing WWE, the company itself. Mm. Not nobody that works there well, except for other people, but you're coming after the company? Come on. Let's not forget WWE, part of WWE is getting ready to merge with the UFC. And they're going to be even bigger than they ever have been. Well, like the song says, here comes the money. Which reminds me, uh, I saw a picture of Shane McMahon working out, training, he's walking. So he's doing better after tearing his quad at WrestleMania. Nice to see uh, Shane's doing, he's back on his feet. And some other sad news, WWE Hall of Famer, wrestling legend, superstar Billy Graham is not doing so well. He's been suffering with health issues for years, and they've these health issues have came back and they creeped up on him again. Mm. And wish him well and ever speedy recovery. I know some people say it's karma for trying to um Basically, he lied about WWE. Again, I don't get why all these ex-wrestlers come together, or if not, they don't come together. They want to go out of your way and attempt to get money out of the WWE investment man and sue them for some nonsense. I'll tell you why. Because they could. I mean, I I mean, I know why, but yeah. like, what I mean is, I'm saying it as a figure of speech. Like, yeah. it just baffles me. They they could cut the mustard, and then they spend all their money, and I and I and I want now you see money through lawsuit, which is bull. Yeah, the worst one was the um, class action lawsuit for um, concussion related injuries, and. I'm glad I brought this up because I need to put this to bed right now. Um, I've been asked by a couple of people and people have said, why Demolition is not in the WWE Hall of Fame? The reason why not the Hall of Fame is because they were on that class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. There were over 40 wrestlers on that class action lawsuit. And let's not forget the WWE is a public company. And it would be stupid of Vince McMahon to induct someone who's suing him into the Hall of Fame. That makes no sense. Why would you celebrate someone's career that happens to be suing you at the same time? Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why Demolition never went into the Hall of Fame. And of course, that whole lawsuit is over and no longer exists as of um, late 2021. So if there's any time for demolition to go into the Hall of Fame, now is a good time. But before, that's the reason why they never went in. And there's other people who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame that never went in that's also on that lawsuit. 
the same thing goes for them as well. Look at um, Ivan Koloff, for example. Of course, he passed away, but still, that's the reason why he's not in the Hall of Fame. He was also on that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's not going to induct someone into the Hall of Fame that's suing him. It's like if I own the WWE and Lee, you're suing me. Why would I induct you into the Hall of Fame? That's stupid. All right. So, yeah, there's that answer. Interesting stuff, man. Very, very interesting. Yeah, and that whole thing was bullshit. And Dark Side of the Ring is going to be returning soon. Season 4. And they're going to be covering Chris Candido and Sonny, Abdullah the Butcher, Marty Jannetty, the Junkyard Dog. And several other people will be on that show. They're going to be covered. This should be an interesting season. I wonder if this one's going to be better than the other three. Well, we'll find out in due time. Huh. I, I, I like them all. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap it up for right now. By the way, if you can't afford pay-per-view, is what you do. You can't afford Peacock, can't afford pay-per-view. What you do, go watch wrestling.ai or wrestlingnetwork.in. You got to babysit the thing for a while, keep clicking, keep clicking, keep clicking, and then you find the right stream that works for you. Keep clicking to find the right stream. So watch wrestling.ai or wrestlingnetwork.in. Yes, and those... Those two sites come highly recommended. Highly recommended. Yes, Wait a minute, I almost forgot SmackDowns tomorrow night. The Usos are going to involve the rematch clause. They're going to face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for both the Raw and SmackDown tag team titles. And I guarantee the Trump. The Tribal Chief will be watching extra closely. Extra closely. That's going to be a good match. And I like how the Usos is like trying to stir the pot and say Kevin Owens is going to turn on him. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would Kevin Owens turn on Sami Zayn? Because well, I had happened before, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen this time around. Well, we're going to find out next Friday, well, tomorrow. We'll find out soon. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you when we see you. Take care, everybody.